Same terrible intro. <laughs> yeah, New Year's, same me. <laughs> Nothing changes. Hey, everybody. Huh? Welcome to the 2018 version of Not the, Your Mama's The best version podcast. that we'll, we've ever been. That's it. The Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I am your host, Shane Eric. I took it. Sorry, I took a drink right before. <laughs> I saw you about to say, oh, I got to swallow this. Um, you ever drink seltzer waters? Only here at your house. They're good, right? They're fine. No, they're better than fine. I I've never bought seltzer water myself. Here's my here's life. why I enjoy them. I really like soda. Well, I really get bored with water. I don't. You get you don't get bored with drinking water. Oh, I, I want a soda or something else. Well, like I, I can't just drink water. Yeah, well, and I can't. Well, yeah, you can. Well, I know I, I can, but like I just in my head, I'm like I just want something else to drink. I yeah. get bored with just juice? drinking water. You ever drink juice? No, orange no. juice. Yeah, that's the only thing. I've got I got Camden some. Uh, pomegranate plum juice the other day oh, that's terrible. And, and i tried it it's delicious plum i don't like plum juice. oh i love plums isn't plum juice like what you use if they can't poop that's prunes prune juice <laughs> i don't like prune juice <laughs> yeah, plum like juice is right i like plums, plums so i probably plums are like awesome <laughs> prune juice yeah. but yeah seltzer waters the reason why i like them is because they're a different taste they get rid of the boring water but they're zero calories uh, i i will drink it at your house ha- oh my gosh I will drink it at your house, but I I will I've never bought. Well, you should buy some. They're, not, they're cheap. I'm not playing it. Don't buy them from Target. They're not cheap. They're not cheap at Target. The Lacroix. Uh, I mean, they're good, but yeah. they're not cheap. Uh. We had when we went through our budget, we're like, we got to cut out Lacroix. <laughs> they're they're way too expensive. <laughs> yeah. For us. Well, so it is a new year, 2018. How has 2018 been so far for for well, you? Let's see. It's been a week. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. It's been a week. Well, it got started off on a terrible note. <laughs> yeah, the Ravens lost. Well, that was the day. That was New Year's Eve. So yeah, but it was leading in. That was that was my feeling leading into yeah, New Year's Day, and the Ravens got kicked out of the playoffs. We're, we're from so. Baltimore, big Ravens fans, and so I was bummed about that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but besides that, it's been good. Yeah, nothing. No, it's just been a just been a week, so it doesn't feel any different <laughs> yep. to me. We're in 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 Maryland right now. I don't know what it is, everybody everywhere else where people live but it is freezing oh, yeah that's, <laughs> it's been terrible cold wise it's been, well it's it's been that whole winter cyclone bomb uh-huh. thing yep. that that hit the east coast like a s- winter hurricane basically yeah. and now uh, we didn't really get a lot of snow we got a little bit yeah but, i but if it's gonna lot. be cold yeah, i want snow i agree and now and now it's starting to warm up this week and then it's just like rain like ah. right now it's like icy rain a yeah. little bit it was negative it felt like negative oh. two degrees a couple days ago yeah, it was terrible i saw my christmas lights up because i yeah. i know it's like ridiculous they should be down by now uh-huh. but i don't want to go outside yeah. and take I them took down. Mine down yesterday because it was like it was like 20 degrees like oh it's warm outside <laughs> <laughs> i know i saw you doing it i was like maybe i should do it and i was like ah, i'm gonna wait it's gonna be like 60 some i think 60 on Friday. Are you serious? Maybe not 60. I think it's going to be like 50-something. No, okay. We're a podcast talking about the weather now. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, this is not a great start in 2018. No, no, no. So, well, what did you... You you got a new Monopoly game, right? Yeah. Well, um, so my wife and I, we did a little uh, date night the other night. Uh-huh. And um, it was... There's a thing called Date Box yeah. that um, basically what it is is it sends you a this is like a free plug for them but it sends you a They're date. Not gonna know. <laughs> they might. <laughs> it sends you a a box in the mail once a month and you open it up and you just get to do whatever the box says and um, so Saturday night we did one um, and part of it was playing 
card games. We had a game. I think it was called Rook. Have you ever played Rook? No. It was seems so complicated. Yeah. It was a card game. It was like, let's just play Monopoly Deal because we like Monopoly Deal better. Um, but I am super competitive. Yeah. Just like you are, just yep. like the balancings are. Yep. My wife's not as competitive. It's in our blood. But she is really good at some games, including Monopoly Deal. And I, I even hate saying that because I know she's going to hear this. I don't want her to know this. <laughs> Last time we played, we played three or four times in a row. She won all three or four times. Yeah. So I was already a little grumpy. We played that night. The first two games, she won again. Mm. And I, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to snap if she wins again. I was just so <laughs> mad. She, we played. She won again. I took my card. This is my wife, the mother of my children. Oh, my goodness. And I threw my card at her and said... At her? And I, yeah. I said, I'm not playing again. Oh, my goodness. I hate this game. I was so... And she was like, come on, you poor sports. Like, I'm serious. I'm gonna con- I'm gonna keep sinning if we play this game. I cannot play this game. At least you recognize that you already sinned. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't do it. I know I'm being a baby right now. I know that this is ridiculous, but I can't do it anymore. So I, I need to stop blaming. You're, you're lucky that that happened with your wife and not like the rest of our family. Because if we do, if you do that around the rest of our family, oh, people are all over I you. Know. It's terrible. And then we, so then she convinced me. Okay, let's play one more game. Yeah, we did, and I won. And uh, I think she let you. <laughs> that, oh wow! Not, that's worse. I don't know this. It was a pity win. I don't know. I don't. I don't. She didn't do anything to make it seem like it was a pity win, but she could have very easily um, kept kept that hidden because uh-huh. I didn't know her cards. And she's and I, with her character, I could see her going. He really needs this win. <laughs> I don't care. I'll let him, which is way worse. Yeah, yeah, uh, and my insecurity is coming blown through. out every single time. I know. Yeah, so I'm I'm a very competitive person. I know that mm-hmm. I'm a father, yeah. and I'm a pastor, yeah. and I'm a husband, and I should be a better example. <laughs> but yeah, man, well, I remember, uh, and I I may have said this before in the podcast. I don't remember, but uh, I remember going on a date. I remember. I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> is what you no, exactly saying, just? Said. I remember a time. I remember. I don't remember. I was saying I remember a story. And then I said, I don't remember if I said this on the podcast before. That's what I was saying. Relax. Jeez, you're 28. Go. You haven't changed. Go. I remember going on a date with a girl to like, uh, it was like Jillian's, now it's Dave and Buster's or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and we went and played all these games and I destroyed Dave and Buster's her. are everywhere, right? I think so. Yeah. It's like, a, just... if it's not, it's a like video game. And, and then there's it's like an pool, arcade. It's really arcade. Cool arcade. Um, and, and I remember going and I beat her in everything that we played. Like, no mercy. Yeah. I just destroyed. And she got mad. And she was like, <laughs> She was like, "You're not gonna. You should at least let me win some." I was like, "You want to win that way? <laughs> what? You, you're okay with a pity win?" Yeah. And that, what games did you play? Was it like last sports? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone they can't keep up with that yeah. stuff. It, it was any game. Like if it was air hockey, and then we would play. Uh, this is just a way for you to, or, to to brag. Well, so I, I, think, I don't know. It's not my fault. I won every single game. <laughs> yeah, just, I guess I gotta let you just win. Just after you got done talking about how you got destroyed in every single <laughs> game Monopoly, but but so what you were just saying that as being an example and a role model and as a pastor and all those yeah. sort of things, I think that that we should do a little segment we haven't done in a little while. What what segment's that? Hop on board. Oh. All aboard! Pow! Blam! Whammy! Let's all hop on board the Shane train over to the sports station. Choo-choo! You know what's depressing about the Shane train jingle? What? Is Topper's choo-choo oh, at the yeah, end. yeah, I know. 
R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, I'm recording. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't know that. I, <laughs> I know. I thought that we were... <laughs> you didn't tell me that. You yeah, just started I talking. Guard. I pressed the button. You didn't see me press the button? No. This I is all staying in. Oh, no. This is all staying so in. Bad. I only Wait. take out things that make me look bad. Oh, I didn't know that you were... Okay. Before you get to it, back in the day, uh-huh. I used to listen to the entire episode like, like mm-hmm. and take hours to edit it. Mm-hmm don't do that as much anymore and i used to take out all the ums that but mainly me but everyone say but i I said it a lot um i just did it (laughs) (laughs) and and it was a lot of work because that was a lot of editing but anyways go ahead all right so uh so we haven't done uh a shane train on the sports segment in a little while um and shane train on the sports segment in a little while cool okay you are you are you are doing a really good job on this uh, 2018 start. So, anyways, we haven't we haven't done this segment in a little while, and as we all every time that we do a sports segment, I always want to make sure that we know that not everybody is a sports fan. But this isn't really about sports in particular. That's what the segment is. Segment is a sports related thing that everyone can enjoy. Yes, exactly. So so if you don't like sports, don't turn it off. Yeah. No, don't wait. All right. So. Uh, it, Charles Barkley back in the day, if you know who Charles Barkley is, he was a uh, a basketball player who yep. was retired and looks like he's never played a game of basketball and, in his life and at this point. He has the best golf swing. Oh, it's so <laughs> you've funny. ever seen. So, anyways, that. Charles Barkley was a was a basketball player who was really good, and he was also a guy who spoke his mind and did a lot of different yeah. things. And Michael he, Jordan era, yeah, Michael Jordan era. But he was kind of known as like a jerkish sort of person. Yeah, either you love him or you hate him, sort of a deal. But he had a line where he said, "I'm not a role model." So we were just talking about you and being an example as a pastor and a dad and and as a Christian, uh, being a role model. But specifically, when it comes to it, doesn't have to just be athletes, but let's say let's, celebrities. Let's, let's, well, let's start with okay, because I think athletes and celebrities. Yeah. All right. Let's start. Let's start with just athletes then. Are a little. Do different. you think that athletes need to be aware of being a role model? And a lot of times, because the complaint that parents will say is, you know, my kid looks up to you. You know Charles Barkley or LeBron James mm-hmm. or whoever you want to throw in there. Yep. My my kid looks up to you. You need to be a role model to them and 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 one that is encouraging and it's good. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't really care all that m- much about whether they're role models. When it comes to sports, mm-hmm. their job is to catch a ball, is to yeah. hit a ball, whatever, and to make the team money. Yeah, that's it. So. Um, I don't really care if they're a good role model or not. Mm-hmm. I do think there should be some discipline stuff when it, when you're a super bad person. Like a yeah. guy comes to mind is a guy named Greg Hardy, yeah, who was just oh, yeah. a terrible human being. Yeah. That, but he was good at football, so he kept playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that goes down to, I think the the team. The team has a decision if they have to weigh whether a bad person is worth right. worth them winning, which then results in money. Everything in sports is money. Yeah. You got to realize that. So. Um, I mean, I like it when athletes are better. Like, I love Russell Wilson because he's yeah. he's an awesome guy and he's a good role model. Mm-hmm. I like that, but I don't care. Well, and a lot of times when an athlete is a good role model, nobody knows yeah. because that's not what sells. Yeah. And like, for example, uh, Michael, or not Michael, sorry, LeBron James, who is one of the one of the most famous athletes in the whole world, a guy that everybody knows, whether you know about basketball or not, you at least know the name LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Huge. And he is a guy who is put, who is beat up in the sports media whenever he does anything even slightly off on the basketball court that is not a big deal. 
Anything he says is interpreted a million different ways. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. LeBron James is actually a really good person. Yeah. Like he's been married to the same woman for a long time. He's mm-hmm. a family man. He has kids. He helps out in the community. He donates to charity. He does all of these wonderful things that most people don't ever hear about. Yeah. But then if he tweets something uh, that could be interpreted differently, then everybody knows about it. Or yeah. or he, he doesn't shake somebody's hand when he's walking off the basketball court. Everybody knows about it. It's blown out of proportion. And so it's hard for an athlete to be a role model when the media doesn't want them to be a role model. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to it, and I think that you feel the same way about this, I'm so sick and tired of parents expecting other people to parent their their kid. Yeah. You know, like, and that happens as a youth pastor too. Yeah. Uh, because we, we were both youth pastors for a long time. And there were parents who felt like we we needed to discipline their kids and parent them when that's not our job and that's not a basketball player's job to to parent your kid. If if your kid looks at an athlete or a celebrity and looks up to them so much to the point where when they do something wrong, it influences them to also do that same thing wrong, mm-hmm. that's more on the parent than it is on the kid, yeah. in my opinion, because they're not they're not there in that situation or they're not teaching their kid who is the right person to look up to and teaching their kid that, look, you're your own person too. But I also understand that not every yeah, the hard, kid will listen. The hard part that of that too. is you're, like, it's, you're fighting against just a culture and when you become teenagers. Yeah. And we know that because we've dealt with students when they become that age. They're in, their top three influencers for a teenager is their friends, the media, or just the culture, yeah. and then their parents. Right. And then pastors are like 10 mm-hmm. in, the, in the thing I saw. So, they when they're constantly seeing these examples of whatever, they think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yes, it's on the parent to make sure that they understand morals and have mm-hmm. a good foundation, things like that. Um, but we've said it in other podcasts, too, that we shouldn't be expecting movies or whatever to raise our kids anyways. Yeah. We need to be doing that ourselves. We're always going to be fighting, especially if you're listening you would consider yourself a Christian, you're always going to be fighting against yeah, the, the culture of that anyways. Mm-hmm. To me, athletes are... I mean, most of these athletes think are like 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, yeah. 20-year-olds mm-hmm. who are given millions of dollars yeah. and are now super famous and everything mm-hmm. they do. How, like, And a lot of them come from backgrounds that are that are filled with hurt and pain and destruction. A lot of, a lot of athletes A lot of are. them come from nothing. Yeah. And they, now they have all this stuff. I can't imagine if I turned 18, if I got, here's $10 million, yeah. go do it. I, I would have done things that I, that I regretted for sure. Mm-hmm. So... So putting these people, it's it's hard to remember that they're kids. Yeah, really putting these people on this pedestal, you, you got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't care when it comes to that. When it comes to other celebrities, like I mean, there's even I don't know if you're talking about actors or even like with all the stuff with the the Logan YouTube guy that oh yeah that did the suicide video that. whatever yeah that's crazy. like that kind of stuff. Um, first off. He's like making bank now, you uh-huh. know that, like, because everyone's watching his other videos to yeah. see what he's doing. And it's, yeah. I watched, I watched one, and he's just a moron. <laughs> he's so, stupid. but I don't know if I just see, feel like I'm just an old guy, like yeah. that guy's an idiot. Like yeah. maybe when, well, but his, we used to watch Jack as we were kids. Maybe my, our parents were the same way, yeah, but, yeah. but his average uh, viewer age is like ten year olds. Logan yeah. Paul, yeah, and so he is a person who. And and he's aware of this yeah. that his humor and his comedy is appealing to kids, yeah, like like middle school and fifth grade, fourth grade kids. That's mm-hmm. those are the people who are watching Logan Paul videos. There aren't very many college kids that are watching Logan Paul videos, yeah. And uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, 
Just Google Logan it. Paul is a YouTuber, and he was in Japan, and he went in the forest, and there was actually somebody who hung himself, committed suicide, and it was a dead body there, and he filmed it, and the body that they found, and well, laughed. it wasn't real. I, I heard it was. No, it wasn't real. Oh, he, really? It was. It was all a prank. Oh, yeah, yeah. I but thought, he was I making. Like, he was poking fun at. Yeah, it. Yeah, and he he was laughing because of that forest. I, think, I thought it was a prank. I thought that it was real. Oh, I don't. Know. Because um, that forest is known for people in Japan going and committing suicide there. Yeah, I know, and that's why he went there, and, right. and then he because and then he whole, did a whole prank thing. Because right. have you have you seen it? Yeah, I, see, I saw it. So at first he's like talking real serious, then he starts laughing about it because mm-hmm. it's a prank. Oh uh, yeah, from from what I understand. But but I either way, he he knows he pokes fun at suicide, and people got really pissed. Right, but he knows who his audience is. Mm-hmm. He is fully aware that most people who are his fans are really young. Preteens, yeah, that's who like Logan Paul yeah. for the most part, and so you do have some sort of a responsibility, yeah, to to be some sort of a role model. I think in in that situation, as an athlete, I think it, it is a little bit different because you're playing a game and you're really good at it, and that's what your job is. Um, and like, like you can you choose said, how to live. You after, can choose how that, to live. I think. But as a as a guy like Logan Paul or or some other celebrities similar to that there there is a responsibility there because you know who your audience is i think the responsibility comes with all of them mm-hmm. but i i think it's when you're kind of playing or when i i think if you are a celebrity athlete who would confess to be a uh, christian or or yeah. anything like that i think then you really have a responsibility yeah. but if not i don't know why we have to make up these rules and then force people to do it yeah in order to like if if you're not, you're just like I just hey I'm good actor and yeah. I'm gonna live my life. Mm-hmm. Then live your life. Like, yeah. I'm I'm good at shooting a basketball, so I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. I'm not pretending to be like Charles Barkley said. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So let's take this idea of role models, things like that, uh-huh. and let's bring it into our world as pastors yeah. and ministry. Um, obviously, it's a little different because <laughs> obviously we are role models. Yes. Um, so what situations have you? seen or or heard where um people did not behave like the role models they're supposed to uh-huh. and and how is their redemption and how can people come back to to working and, and things yeah. like that i mean when it comes to like moral lapses with with pastors and ministers uh it's a it's a whole nother level as it should be because uh, the bible says that you know the bar is raised higher. You know that, that, that the scripture talks about when you accept a call to ministry, like pastoral ministry. Yeah, things are different for you, and people look at you differently. That's that's part of it, uh, because even though we're not Jesus, mm-hmm. um, but we represent Jesus to a lot of people. Uh-huh. So so the bar is higher. The bar is raised, and we have a responsibility to be the best Christians that we can be. Now, with that being said, somebody else shouldn't have faith because of us. Yeah. Somebody else should have faith because of Jesus, and maybe our lives or our example had helps encourage that. But it it can't be because of a pastor. Yeah. So when Cause we will fail, we yeah, will mess up. Yeah. We're not perfect, obviously. There is no there is no perfect pastor. But we've all heard stories of um, of different pastors who have been having an affair, uh, had corruption when it came to money, um, have been addicted to pornography, have been yep. done all these different things, and the. And and we have seen people that we know who have had moral lapses yeah. who are in ministry, and obviously yeah. we would never say any names, but but we we we've seen it, we've witnessed it, and we've been around it as well. So the question then is, 
what is the process, the restoration process after a pastor falls into something like that? Can they come back? Can they get a second chance and yeah. become a pastor again? Which I think we would agree the answer to that is obviously yes. Um, I, yeah, depend. I mean, depending on the yeah, and and it, I don't want to say anyone's too far gone, but at the same time, it depends on what you're, what you were doing. I'm not saying that time. that they can come back immediately, but I believe that no matter what anybody does, no, I mean, down the I road can, you can come back. I mean, if if you were a if you molested kids, you can't come back. Like when it comes to being a pastor, yeah. I'm saying. Uh, so, but obviously those are extremes, and so it's stupid to even give those extremes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's give an example of let's give an example of Perry Noble. Yeah. So Perry Noble um, is a guy who was he would let go from his church mm-hmm. because um, of alcohol alcohol abuse. Alcohol yeah. abuse. Um, there was no indication that he cheated on his wife. There was no indication of any of that stuff. It was just he was abusing alcohol. Yeah. His church felt like it was enough to have to let him go, and they had to figure mm-hmm. something out. They also decided that they got to a point where they could not bring him back. Yeah. So they felt like the best thing for him mm-hmm. in the restoration process was for him to not be a pastor, at least there anymore. At least at New Spring, yeah. Um, and then it's coming out, it's, it has come out recently that him and his wife are now getting divorced, which is obviously mm-hmm. a big no-no in the Bible as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is a whole nother, another thing. And he is currently a pastor. He's, he started a new church. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that he started, he started a new, a new church. church. And he just announced his divorce like a month ago. Yeah, his divorce couple, was recent. A couple months that. ago. So being from, looking from the outside in, which is obviously not always the best thing to do, but he is a public figure. Yeah. Well, and his alcohol and, abuse was in the past year too, right? Uh, I think it was over a year now. Over a year now. Yeah, it, but feels it, like, it, it feels like... It feels like... was. I thought it was 2017. It was a little while ago, I, I think. Well, point. either way, it, it's not that long. A year, year and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah so... Can he? Should he be a pastor right now? Mark Driscoll is another example. Should he be a pastor right now for uh-huh. all the stuff that he was doing at his church, the abuse of power that he was doing? Mm-hmm. Should any of them be pastors at this point? I'm not saying ever, but yeah. now. I mean, it, obviously, we can't really answer the question because we don't know. We're not. Yeah. We're not a part of any. We have no inside information. We have. We have no idea. We'll what take. The we'll take are what like. you know. Take what I. They know, got so. a divorce two months ago. Should yeah. he be pastoring now? No, I know. I don't believe so. He, he was abusing alcohol so much that his church had to let him go and decided that even though they're a mega church that was built around him, really, yeah. he was a public figure. It's a, right. They were they decided, oh, we cannot bring him back. Yeah. He is yeah. not. That church decided not to. Yeah. But then someone like Elevation lets him come preach. Yeah, I like, saw that. That that was weird to me. It was only, and it was only like a couple months after. It was r- way too short. It was really soon. And I remember him saying, uh, Perry Noble saying something along the lines of, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, so, um, but something along the lines of, well, if Peter can come back and preach the gospel after denying Jesus three times, yeah. then I can too. Something along those lines. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I see what he's saying, but there didn't seem to be... He was, he was repentive, right? Like he, he was sorry, yeah. and he felt bad, and he was seeking out help, all yeah. those sort of things. But I don't understand why you have to come back and do that so quickly, I, 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 it's a. To- I think the environment had a lot to do with it too. Yeah, you don't think that toxic environment got right. to the point where he's like, "I'm so stressed, I need to drink." Yeah, that toxic environment maybe affected, and it, that might be on him too as well. Yeah. But that's. But I understand how that could very easily happen. Yeah, where you're, you're putting yourself right back. You all, in the situation. all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh man, I'm a mega church pastor, and people know my name, and everything I say is is yeah is documented, and all these things." But I, there's times where I just think that. I don't know. People think that they're such good pastors or, or mm-hmm. preachers or speakers or whatever that like, well, I have to keep doing it. Yeah. And you you need to just 
at times chill and I, I don't know Paranoble as a person. I've I've met him once. Uh-huh. Um we went down to a conference and they had a very small little thing and we got to see their staff meetings and things like that. I liked him and I yeah. thought he was a pretty good preacher. There's things I didn't like about some of his preaching, but there's things I don't like about a lot of preaching. Yeah. There's things I don't like about your preaching. <laughs> but <laughs> um but I I don't know. I just think that it was Yeah. That's a guy that, that there's too much at stake for him just to jump back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's rare that well, when it comes to mega church pastors, they seem to come back really quick. Yeah. When it comes to like pastors in churches of our size, yeah, that does not happen. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and it's also because you can find a lot of pastors. Yeah, like they, there are pastors all over the place, and so if 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 that if that happened to like you or I, we'd be done. Yeah, you know, if, if at we least, had a at least for a like long that, time, at least for a long time, yeah. we, we'd be done because and, and it wouldn't be by our choice. Yeah, we yeah. don't have any choice. Um, and and I know of other pastors who have had moral failure, moral lapses, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that they're garbage, but I, I also know that for them to try to, because a few have tried to come back and be pastors, and I know of one that that is now. Yeah, and um, it was a long road, and he had to change denominations. Yeah, and he had to change locations, and he had to go different places, and it was a long time. Like I, I don't really know him that well anymore, but uh, it was a long time for him to get to that place. Yeah, like I don't know, eight years, something like that. Yeah, and there's and there's always redemption with when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, and it all depends on the moral failure that you've had. I, yeah, for sure. But um, well, here's one thing though: is that as as the church, if a pastor does have a moral failure, we the church cannot just say, "All right, we have nothing to do with you anymore." There needs to be a restoration process, and that's something that since, since we are a part healing of, process, a healing process, everything, and since we are a part of the Church of the Nazarene and and on, on on our district that we work on, they've been really having this discussion of okay, when there is more moral failure. What do we as a denomination do for that pastor? Because we care about them as a person, mm-hmm. and we care about them as an individual. How can we help them get their life back in order and back on track? And that's the way it should be. That's that's what the church should do. I, I would hope that if I if if I made a, a mistake along those lines in my in my life, obviously I I don't plan on ever doing anything like that, but. Say mistake, something like that. A mistake happens. that you have to be let go as yeah. a pastor, your credentials pulled. I, I, I hope that I'm not left alone. Yeah. I, I hope that somebody is there for me because that's when you really need people. That's somebody. when you really need people. And, um, and that's when you really need help. But with that being said, I don't need to be a pastor in that situation. I don't need to be a preaching in that situation. Spe- and I love doing those things. Let, let's put, okay, let's take paranormal situation and put it with you. Yeah. Let's say you did. We we don't have to say the example that he had. You did something that yeah. you got let go for. Your church board decided, you know what? We need he needs to be suspended at least. Mm-hmm. They they suspend you. The church Nazarene takes your takes your license away, yeah. and then your church says he is not ready to preach. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, come be a pastor at my church now. Oh, uh, yeah. Like you that yeah. that that would that's, be that's like, or oh, hey, why don't you come preach at my church now? Yeah, that that that's essentially what happened because yeah, Stephen Furtick at Elevation is really good friends with Perry Noble. Yeah. Like there's a healing process where where we would we would help and yeah. we would build you, but it doesn't mean that that it's it's not like you just because you're talented at speaking you have to now speak every right. time. So when it comes to someone like Perry Noble, it just from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. and we have, and I will say this: I I always wrestle with when we do this. This is like you don't want to be judgmental if, if we're being judgmental or or even gossiping or whatever. But at the same time, these are public figures. These are pastors. These are people that I think it's a little different, and yeah. I think 
it's okay to talk about this stuff because the the rest of the world is seeing this and th- and we're yeah. all to blame now. Yeah, like they're saying, see another another so called pastor well, doing this, this. This happens like a moral failure in pastors happens pretty it often. Happens a lot. You know, like you no, know, you know why? Because, because they're, they're people. people. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like it's not it's not just these megachurch pastors. It's it's people that I that we know. Yeah, it's people around us that that we at least have have experiences with who are on the same in the same situation, the similar yeah. situations as we are. And that scares me when I see that happen. Like they, I remember hearing about some people and being like, Oh my goodness, that not, not that person, like yeah. being upset because that person is such a good pastor or such yeah. a good preacher. And it's disappointing um, when, when something like that happens because they were doing great work. So that's, that's the other question. I remember hearing other people talk about Mark Driscoll. I think, oh, Bad Christian, I think, talked about him. Yeah. And they were uh, uh, close with Mark yeah, Driscoll. They, they, they went to their there, church so and worked yeah. for him and stuff. And I remember um, one of the guys saying that he felt like the that the church needed Mark Driscoll. Not necessarily his specific church, the Church Universal. Yeah. Like, the world needed Mark Driscoll to preach, but he was in no shape to do it. Yeah, and And if he's in no shape to do it, then he shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, and when I wa- I watched Perry Noble preach at Elevation when just a few months after yeah. he got fired, and he came out on stage, and Stephen Furtick introduced him and wel- welcomed him on stage, and you can go watch it; it's online. And and he comes out and he gives like a standing ovation, and and uh, you know people are cheering for him. And and I watched the sermon, and it was a really good sermon. But the whole time, I just felt weird. I yeah. felt uneasy. I felt like this doesn't seem to me. To be as much about Jesus as it is, is about, about Perry Noble. Yep. You know, and and if that's ever the case, then you better not be it's preaching. A, all all those, I think, it was a pride. Yeah. Issue. It's like it's like I am too good at this. Yeah. I ha- I have to do this. Like I'm so blessed that I have this tremendous word that I have to give you, even though I've run my life into the ground and have lost my job and it's, I've lost my family. I it's the, I'm too good at this to not do and it's like i don't know it's just it's a, weird that fame and celebrity is it's a drug it is, you yeah. need it and yeah. i think that's kind of where perry might be without like, having any knowledge of it yeah. yeah is that i need to still be in the spotlight i need to still right be doing this stuff i understand you're good at it but he's good at a lot of things like right. like for example okay he started doing um a company where he would help churches to grow and things like and that plant churches i'm all for that yeah. i'm all for he has the knowledge of it. You don't have to be a pastor to help churches when it comes to, hey, here's some marketing things you need to know. Yeah. yeah, that's what he was. I'm all for him doing that. In yeah. fact, that might be the best thing for him to do. But to take the role of a pastor, which the Bible says is it's not just a a person taking a job. It is a, a, it is a calling, yes. and it is something that you were held to a higher standard to. Taking it lightly, which is what it seems like to me. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm good at speaking, yeah. so I guess I need a pastor. No, be a be a public speaker. Mm-hmm. Don't have... And it can... You could be a Christian doing it. You don't have to be a pastor. One, the the danger is too. Um, obviously, New Spring and Perry Noble has ha, they've done a lot of great things and they've impacted a lot of lives. But what seems to be missing is it wasn't Perry Noble who impacted lives. It was Jesus impacting lives yeah. through Perry Noble. Well, that's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah, you know. And so, but I'm sure that there, whenever you have a mega church, this is it's the hard to fight fault. against. I mean, it's peer, it's hard. Period. Yeah. Like even our church. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm sure that there there are people who go to every church just solely because I like the way that guy preaches, or I like the way that girl preaches, or or I like. I mean, I, what almost what church do they not? Yeah, really. Of <laughs> you have to, but but the, the I hope that people don't come to City on a Hill solely because they like my preaching. First off, it's not that good. 
Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah you're right about that. But my hope is that they're coming for Jesus. And obviously we know that that's not the case in every situation. But with megachurches especially, the reason why a lot of those places are megachurches is because they have a phenomenal preacher yeah. or lead pastor, somebody who is so good at it mm-hmm. and does tremendous work that the danger is, it's, it has to be the case that people are more followers of Perry Noble than they are followers of Jesus. And that's a danger. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, it, when it comes to the role model, when it comes to the pastors, it's, it's tough, but it, you have to understand that yeah. in those roles and in any ministry leadership roles, mm-hmm. you have that. You're not a uh, athlete or not anything like that yeah. where it's like you can pick and choose you have it so you have to be careful and you have to set boundaries and guardrails to prevent it and yeah. if it happens you you need to go through the redemption process with the people that are closest that that guide you and maybe yeah. paranormal feels like he did that but if the church board that he was working at said he's not fit to preach there then yeah. to me i don't think he's fit to preach because he knows they know him the best they know the situation the best so um, but the hard part is you can't put a timetable on it yeah, uh, it maybe for some, you, you, it definitely needs to be longer. Some moral lapses than others, but it can't be like, okay, you messed up. Now you have to sit on the sidelines for exactly two and a half years. You yeah. know, like they're, they're everybody's different, and there's yeah, no set formula. Case by case, people are people. Mm-hmm. It's not and a policy. If you are, I, that's why I'm glad that we are a part of a denomination where that would be in their hands, mm-hmm. and that's a decision that that. If I fell into something like this, and I and I still wanted to come back and be be a pastor again, um, I would have to be at the mercy of what the denomination decided, and and I'm okay with that because in those situations, obviously your vision is clouded, and what you're thinking is is not right. So you need to rely on other people. Mm-hmm. So it should be the restoration process should be. Let's say, let's say, all right. Let's just take this example. Somebody, a pastor, commits an, an affair, has an affair. Uh-huh. That's a pretty regular thing that seems to happen amongst yeah. pastors, and it's always like the person sitting in the front row who's your biggest cheerleader, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that always seems to be the case. But I mean, it's it's people look like mm-hmm. that happens too, where like there'll be females that are maybe their husbands aren't as godly as they want, mm-hmm. and they see yeah. this guy who's preaching who seems to have it all together yeah it's, it's, that's easy to I and mean, that happens a yeah, lot that's why you that's why you have to be on guard with that for sure yeah or and especially if like the pastor is counseling that person or yeah. you know, any kind of leadership role that dangerous. that can happen yeah you have to be careful and, and we can't we can't be so naive and arrogant to think that it won't happen to you uh, you know or, as a pastor i mean i'm so good looking oh like are you kidding me you yeah, kidding? That, I gotta fight him all the time. <laughs> well, you took your arrogance in the opposite <laughs> direction. <laughs> you kidding me? Of course, I gotta be careful. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, would you blame him? <laughs> would you blame? Yes. Him? <laughs> so we have to be fully aware of that. But let's take that example: a, a pastor Has a in a church of about the size three hundred people. Okay. In a denomination, a normal, local normal, yeah, two hundred, three hundred people. Right. They 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 commit an affair. They ha- they commit adultery. Have an affair. What's the, what is the process from that? But the, the the board finds out, people in the church find out, and it comes out. What is the process from that point on? What should it look like? I mean, I don't think it's like a let's figure out a way to get you back into ministry. It's like, okay, well, you can't do ministry. You're done with that. Yeah, and let's support you while you find out what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I think and then it, if maybe yeah something happens later on, but you don't plan anything. Right. Like you don't have it like, okay, well in 10 years we can reevaluate it. No, to me, it's like you're done. Step by step. You're done because you can't, this is some uh, too big of a thing. We need to support you. Let's 
yeah. see where we God to, takes you now, which is not going to be a ministry currently. Right. We need to help you as a person, as an individual. Yep. Not help the ministry of the church. The oh, you got to, but we're not helping you, you. because yeah, of yeah. the ministry. The ministry, yeah. Uh, yeah You're going to have to help the ministry in your own that. That way. Um, so that person has to be removed, and the, I believe that their credentials should be, should be taken. Um, it doesn't mean that they can't ever get them back, but it is a privilege to be a pastor. Yes. Uh, and that's one thing. It's not a right. It's a privilege. That's right. Yeah, it is. It's not a right. <laughs> it's a privilege. Um, and so if if you don't do the things necessary to represent that in the best way possible, then you aren't fit to serve. Yeah. So that needs to be stripped. They should lose their, lose their job and their position. Mm-hmm. But they should also be put into counseling immediately. Yeah. Within the district... Within uh, um, people, or I mean, within the denomination, I think is a great thing. It doesn't have to be, but I th- I think that that's a really good thing. If you have a another counselor on the denomination, they're specifically to help pastors who have fallen into moral lapses. Yeah, that that's a really good thing. Yeah, um, to help them through that process as someone who's professionally trained to do that. Now let's let's do it not as bad as an affair or something. Like that. Okay. Let's do it as, um, like okay, let's go with alcohol. All right, somebody is is has an addiction to alcohol can is it the same idea of like well then you're done and we'll or is it a you know let's just suspend it and see if you can get you help and then maybe you can come back because yeah. it's not i i know people say a sin's a sin but it's it's not even in the bible yeah. they don't say a sin is a sin every sin condemns you the same where yeah. one sin a million sins you mm-hmm. need a savior but even jesus points out sexual sin is different than every other sin right right um well it's hard to say because like committing an affair it's like we know what that is. Yeah. Having an alcohol addiction, like there are so many things that can go into that. Yeah. How did that affect your work performance? Did you show up to work drunk? Um, Did did you show up to church, you know, inebriated or did it affect your family? What did you do? Like, it's hard to just say, okay, alcohol abuse. What if um, a pastor got into like a physical altercation with somebody in public? I'm just trying to think of yeah. any examples that would be like we need to talk about whether you're still a pastor because obviously affair yeah. is one thing, divorce which should be that too yeah. at least for a little bit. I I do believe there are some people that I know that are mm-hmm. pastors now that were divorced. Yeah. Um. I I think there's but you just need to have a time of that. Yeah. If you're divorced while you're a pastor, then I think it's a little different than you were divorced at some point. And you're trying to become a pastor. Well, and we've heard of pastors too who were married and their spouse left them. It yeah, and it all choice. depends on the divorce. Yeah, and they've lost their jobs. Yeah, yeah, I, you can't. And that's and that to me, that's one thing that I struggle with. It's like, there, it's obviously you had something to do of with course, it, but because you're if you're trying to keep it going, yeah. and the wife's not, but it wasn't so, your choice. So what what do you do if a if a pastor does something mm-hmm. not responsible as as the uh, example they should be, in a very very smaller scale, cusses somebody out in public, yeah. gets in a fight, whatever, is caught drunk somewhere. I think that like those kind of be, things, not not alcohol abuse, any of yeah. that stuff. There needs to be if that if you're a part of a denomination, then the denomination needs to come in, and like we have a district superintendent and and all these different people who are in place to handle those sort of situations. But if you're part of a non denomination church, I hope that you have a church board that those yeah, people would would be the ones who. It, it has to be a group of people, not just one person like in the NFL where Roger Goodell just decides, okay, you messed up, you're suspended, this amount of games, you're white, okay, you're all clean. <laughs> it has to be, it has to be like, it can't be just a dictator. It has to be a group of people and it has to be case by case. So there's not one thing that, that we can, I, I don't think there's a straight answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes with, 
you have to look at a couple of different variables. You have to look at it. Is it a continuous thing or is it a one-time mess up? Yeah. Is it going to affect ministry in yeah. the long run? Like, so much that you, you can't come back from it or is it just a mm-hmm. thing that yeah it's a it's not good but you know what you can come back i think you have to look at all those variables yeah you can't have policies with it like okay if you get caught no there's drunk no. once and you're fired yeah. or you get um in a fight once and you're fired it's a guidelines of okay if this happens this is the process to figure out what mm-hmm. you need to do next mm-hmm. because you are a role model because what you do yeah. affects it but it's not about restoring the person to be a pastor again it's about restoring the person to be yep. whole again. And then thinking of the church yeah. overall and how the best way right. to restore it. And if the best way is for that person, that pastor to, to to figure things out and come back, then mm-hmm. that's it. But well, you, need, you need a leadership team that yeah. is is in as praying mm-hmm. about what whether this what what the answer should be to that situation. Yeah. Well, I look at ministry as as a as a lead pastor now and as a youth pastor, I'm more concerned about the ministry than I am about the person leading the ministry in this sense, right? Like, I don't want someone to... I, I, there are a few times I've had people who want to be youth leaders to get better at, like, speaking in public, or it was it was about them improving themselves, and it yeah. wasn't about them helping teenagers get to know Jesus better. If that's the case, then you can't serve in youth ministry. You know, if, if the ministry is about you and not about the people or about Jesus, then you're not fit to, to, to serve. So as a lead pastor in the same way... That's, that's hard, isn't every time... In you that area. Of, in yeah, that area. But isn't in there times where you did stuff as a pastor and it was about you, you liked the way the attention... Like, you're always fighting that. Of course. Yeah, of course. But I'm more saying if somebody wasn't good at it and, like, I, rem- I remember having to have a conversation with somebody because they wanted to teach and... It wasn't good for the teenagers, mm-hmm. and but they wanted to get better at, at teaching. So I wanted to find other ways for them to do that, but it was at the detriment of the ministry if I let that person continue to do that. Yeah, do you follow what I'm saying? Like the, the teenagers hated it. Nobody was learning anything. They didn't want to come. Attendance was dropping. All those sort of things and, are happening. And their name was Topper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so if that so if that happens, if if that happens, then we. I have to not be concerned about, well, I don't want to hurt the feelings of this person who's trying to do this. Instead, I want to help that person find their niche, and and I want them to thrive because they're obviously not thriving in that situation, Mm -hmm. but I'm more concerned about the ministry than I am about, well, I don't want to hurt that person's feelings. Yeah. Same way as a lead pastor, if I do something that is hurting the ministry, Mm -hmm. then I should be removed. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about the making sure that people are f- learning about Jesus and growing closer to Jesus. And if what I'm doing hinders that, then I then I'm not fit to lead. Yeah. So let's recap again. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Let's recap. Athletes, not role models, <laughs> right? Yeah. Can we agree on that one? Uh-huh. Uh, celebrities. We kind of were like, it depends. Yeah. Kind of. You think Logan Paul is a great role model? Is what I thought. No, you said. that's not what I said. <laughs> and then pastors. Obviously, need to be role models. Yeah, and need to figure that stuff. I out. need to be held accountable. Yep. So, hey, that was that was a that sports Shane trained sports uh-huh. whatever thing you call it that that went everywhere, huh? Yeah, yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So before we close, uh, we wanted to uh, to remind you guys that this is something that we haven't done in a while. Is uh, we 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 like to do some of uh, Not Your Mama's questions. So, I don't think we've done it since a long time since Topper since Topper. Yeah. I don't think we have. So so we want we want to try and start bringing that back. If you um uh, have any questions or anything that you ever want to send us, um then that would be great. And we'll talk about it on air. There's 
many different ways you can send them to yeah, us. Yeah, you can email it to us. You can do yeah. Facebook message. You can do I, I, instant messenger message. Shane, what are some other ways they could send that to us? Yeah, you can wrestle a raccoon. And you, can. <laughs> you can't wrestle one. You can wrestle if, a raccoon. If you're, and, if you're wrestling a raccoon, yeah. you're wrestling a raccoon. <laughs> you can wrestle a raccoon and uh, shave your question into his fur and stuff oh. it on his butt, send it our way. Yep. That's one easy way. <laughs> That's one way. Could, Give us uh, another way. You could you could uh, <laughs> discover a unicorn out in the forest. Okay. And you can just but take a easy. post-it note and just okay. put it on his on his horn. And Give me two more two more ways. Way. Two uh, more you ways. can uh, <laughs> you can get one of those frozen lizards that fell out of the tree in, <laughs> in Florida. That's easy. They're just sitting there. They're frozen. <laughs> you can just grab it, just wrap it in saran wrap, warm it up. Write your note on it, slap his butt, send it our way. One more. One more. Oh, easy. You can just find a, <laughs> you just find a megalodon shark. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, jump on his back and uh, just ride it, slap its butt, ride it all the way to yeah. us, and then you can just tell it us. Tell there us are some really hard ways. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad you got a little exercise. Here, we want to try something, and mm-hmm. we're not sure if it's going to work. In fact, if it doesn't work, you're not hearing this. Yeah. So if you're hearing this, then it worked enough. Uh, uh, yeah. Just enough where it isn't <laughs> terrible. So we like to sing songs, obviously. Yeah. We always close out. And with it being the beginning of the year, uh-huh. we wanted to have a little special way we close out instead of just singing a song. So we want to do, we want to do a, um, it's called like a song triathlon or something. I don't know. A song triathlon? <laughs> yeah. So All right. This is not making it. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to try to sing as many worship songs in a row as we can. <laughs> right now, people are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to just go. Not, not the whole song. No. Just a we'll, part we'll of just, it. We'll little... just see how much we can flow uh-huh. and go to from worship song to worship song until we decide we're kind of done and we'll close it out. So if you're hearing this, I'm not sure how long this is going to take, but you can see how long yeah. is left on the episode. We have the outro that's 20 seconds. That so that's how long. And it's if you going have take. no interest in this, just tough it out. All right, don't <laughs> yeah, turn it off. Just tough it out. <laughs> so, um, do you want do you want me to start? So we're just going to sing as many. We're just going to go with as many worship songs as we can think so of. So one of us is going to start, and then the other one's going to jump just in. Go. With us, Let's just go. We'll, we'll all just. All right, we'll just go. <laughs> we'll just flow. Let's do this. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. Um, all right, I'll start. You want to count it off? Oh, yeah, a one. A two, a one, two, three, four. There is no other name. 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 I don't know the song. Jesus, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. When the music fades, all is stripped away. And I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth that'll bless your heart. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. Not to us, <laughs> but to your name be the glory. Oh, yeah. Oh, not, not to us, but to your name be the glory. I will call upon you. <laughs> what song is this? What? <laughs>
<laughs> Keep up with me. All right. Our God is great. Our God is stronger. Our God is. I don't remember these words. Oh, happy day. Oh, the worst. Happy day. We wash my sin away. Oh, happy day. Happy day. I'll never be the same. People say I'm strange. Does that make me a stranger? My best friend was born in a manger. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Every step I take, I take in you. You let me lose Jesus. Every step I take, I take in you. What if God was one of us? What's a stranger? One of us. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying it down for the new of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.